Hello, how you doing? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of Be Bougie, Be True, Be You. I'm Charlotte Jones. I hope you're having a good week, whatever you're getting up to. I have just spent the last two and a half days working from my bedroom floor. I've been working from home for the last few months, as many of us have, but I have to record bulletins. And I say have to, I really enjoy recording bulletins. But I've been doing some extra shifts the last couple of days. So what I have to do is I have to make like a makeshift studio in my bedroom corner and put a blanket over my head and kind of just sit on the floor. And I've just finished the the stint of the extra shifts and my brain doesn't feel like it's working properly. Now, I'm chatty. I feel like, honestly, I could chat for England. And yet I'm struggling to speak. (laughs) I've been speaking so much. My brain's like... I can't even remember what words are anymore. So I hope that this introduction makes sense because I cannot wait to share this week's episode with you. It's it's one that honestly, I think you're going to hear me fangirling throughout. I can't help myself because I was very much in awe. This week's episode is with the amazing Courtney Tillier. And Courtney is based in LA and she's a model, she's a coach, she does a lot at the gym and with working out. Like she does so many different things and I've been watching her on Instagram for a good few months now and I just love how she expresses herself in the most natural, confident, beautiful way that she does and she just never seems phased by what people may think or say and I just think she's absolutely fabulous and I am so excited that she agreed to speak with me and we spoke all about women's power, being in your feminine energy, how to cultivate as much of that energy as you can and really step into your confidence and make sure that you are making the right decisions for you and how when you are in your feminine goddess-like power, when you truly are owning your confidence, how it's not only brilliant for you to make sure you're living an authentic life but it also helps your relationships whether that's friends or family but especially your romantic relationships and she talks a lot about how her husband has helped her to become the woman that she is now and I just learned so much from her so Courtney Tillier is a woman a wife a mother a model and she's just a sexy badass she's feminine and she is being who she is boldly embodying and expressing her power through her femininity she's a coach for women who are ready to truly have it all and she helps women all around the world to become the most expressed uncensored and abundant version of themselves so that they can have anything and everything that they desire and she truly means it she's just honestly sorry I keep repeating myself but you I get I kind of go a little bit speechless at times with her answers because I just I'm so entranced by her but you will get a lot out of this episode so let's start you're listening to be bougie be true be you with Charlotte Jones the podcast to chat about a little bit of anything and everything. Welcome, Courtney Tillia. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am so wonderful. Thank you for having me. Not at all. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm honestly so excited to speak to you because I discovered your profile on Instagram around six months ago. It was mentioned to me through a friend and the way that you share your confident, free, fun-loving content, the way you post about your life and the way that you live your life, the more I've watched it, I've honestly found that it's really helped me 
growing confidence and in my own femininity I guess if that's I think that's the word femininity yeah absolutely. Um, <laughs> and I, I haven't been able to do that before so I saw on your insta story that before you moved into modeling and coaching you used to work as a teacher so what was it that made you want to transform your career in the way that you did yeah so I went to school became a school teacher I've taught every grade I've taught pretty much every subject And when I hit about the sixth year of teaching, I really started to kind of spiral out. I was getting really depressed. I was getting really angry and frustrated, getting very resentful. And the things that I really loved, which was like my husband and my kids and going to the gym and just anything in life, really, I I wasn't loving anymore. And I was falling into what could be categorized as probably depression, as like I just wasn't happy, I wasn't joyful, I wasn't enjoying things in life. And my relationship with my husband was slowly becoming more and more distant, more and more disconnected. And we were on our way to Costco one day and he, we were picking up some pizza and he looked at me and he goes, this isn't gonna work if this is how we're gonna continue. Like this just isn't gonna make it. Wow. And I was like, so heartbroken, but it was so true because there was no, there, you couldn't continue the relationship with where I was functioning. And he was a school teacher as well and had quit his job to start his own coaching business. So he was in the first year of that, I was still teaching and he was also trying kind of a stay at home dad for our two little boys. Um, and he was like, so like, obviously teaching isn't it for you. If you could do anything and money wasn't an obstacle, what would you do all day? And that question was so profound because I was so disconnected. I didn't know what I would actually do all day. Um, Other than my only answer was I would go to the gym. That was the only thing that I really knew about myself at that time was that I enjoyed going to the gym. And he said, great, quit your job and go to the gym. And so that following Monday, I put in my resignation. I continued out the remainder of the school year, but that's where I kind of began as like really finding who I was, finding what it was I enjoyed. Um, And that's where I started my business as helping women to kind of like come home to themselves. And it started off with me being doing like personal training and doing fitness plans. And then it's it's evolved over the last about four or five years. That's incredible. And what you just said there about coming home to yourself and you wanting to teach women to come home to themselves. Is that how you feel the way your husband asked you that question about what would you do all day? Was that a coming home to yourself moment in a way, would you say? Absolutely. I think it was a huge initiation of that process because I didn't, and I I remember my friends always asking me like, what are your hobbies? And I had no idea. I had no answer for that. As a little kid, I had answers for that. I like to paint and I like to color and I like to do all these things. But as an adult, it was like, maybe those things weren't necessarily acceptable or I had grown apart from those things. And I didn't have an answer for that. And so him asking what I wanted to do, because a lot of us choose careers, we choose paths based on what's going to make us money. Yes. We don't necessarily choose what we like or what we enjoy. And so that's where I had gotten stuck in this and being a teacher wasn't making me any really any money, <laughs> but, I, but I was still doing something based on the income um, versus following what it was that brought me joy. And so that question really initiated that process for me. I think it's so lovely because I can see so much of what you're saying. So many people live their lives based on what they think they should do and they'll have all these feelings of maybe anxiety or something just doesn't feel right and as you said yourself you know maybe start to fall into a form of depression 
but we kind of assume that to be normal and I think coaching in the way that you do it must really help women to be able to see wow I don't actually have to feel like this because I do think the way a lot of society can be painted is we see that as normal we see those sorts of feelings as normal day-to-day life it's been painted for us that that's like just how it is that's just how life is that's just how the world is and that you pick a career and you stay at it for like 20 30 years and you collect your retirement and you've but you've lived this huge chunk of your life in a miserable career to get to this end finish line of retirement. Um, And I was just not available for that. I just didn't want to do it. And so when I told my family that I was going to be quitting being a teacher, they were like, what are you going to do? What do you want? And I was like, I want more freedom. I want more freedom. I want more time off. I want more money. And they told me, Courtney, that kind of a job and career doesn't exist. And I was like, but if I want it and I desire it, it has to be available. Like I can't, I don't believe that we have desires in our heart and our soul that aren't available to us. Um, And so they thought I was crazy. They thought I had lost my mind. And now here, like about four and a half years later, they're like, how did you do it? How did you do it? Desire, I imagine, from what you said. Yeah, like the desire to, I really wanted to have freedom. I didn't want to work for somebody else. I used to get in dress coded a lot, which doesn't seem like a big deal. But I, I've, you've seen my Instagram, I'm very curvy. And so things that other people would wear would be fine. But if I would wear it, I would get dress coded. And I had to limit what I was able to post and how I was able to show up in the world. And I always felt like I was limited in my career and how far I could progress. Um, At one point, I was even going to school to become a doctor and get my PhD. And I remember the president of the school coming up to me and saying, Courtney, we're so excited for you, but I hope you know we're not going to pay you for that. (gasps) And I was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm trying to progress myself. I was, I was doing it, one, because I felt like being successful got me love. But I was also doing it because I thought I could make more money being a doctor in education. And it, it was really these colliding worlds of my own misery. I'm not going to, like, progress anymore. I'm, I'm very much limiting myself where we have this moment of what am I doing and what was it that I actually want to do? And I think a lot of people are having those moments it's like you said, it's been turned into that that's normal. And that's what you should expect in a working space. Definitely. And what you said about the not being paid, I, I can relate to that. I've been in media for around 10 years and so many job opportunities come to you and they say, oh, it will look great on your CV, but it's not paid. Yeah. And you're taught to be grateful for the opportunity. And at first, obviously, I was. I did need some experience. But you get to a sure. point where you're like, it's on my CV. It's there. And you're still being told you should be grateful for the experience. It's like, no, but I'm providing you with a service now. I am giving right. you something. And it's absolute madness because it is, especially here in the UK, in this industry, it is taken as so normal. So, I, and I think you're right. I had this realisation last year. Where I was like, I don't... I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be like that. But it did take, I say, about 10 years for me to Mm -hmm. have that awareness shift. How did you gain the confidence to do what you do now? Is it something that you feel you've always had? Or do you feel it was something that you've had to work on over time? As far as the modeling part of it? Uh, Yeah, modeling, coaching, with everything you've sort of shifted into. So I always say when it comes to confidence, I think it's something we're born with and then something we kind of lose over time in many ways because we feel like we've don't meet the qualifications that would come from somebody to be confident or to be vocal or to be themselves. I think it's such a huge thing is just being yourselves because so many of us have dimmed ourselves or been a partial version of ourselves so long. So when it came to like starting my business and starting modeling, 
I wouldn't say I was super confident. Um, I had always wanted to be a model, but I felt like I didn't meet the qualifications as far as I didn't fit the the dress size, I didn't fully meet the height requirement, and I didn't meet all these things that I thought were what would make me be able to be a model. Right. And so over time, I've worked on it and allowed it to come forward and to look at, are these things actually true? That's the question I always ask myself and the question I always ask my my clients is, are those things actually true? Do I have to really be a size double zero to be a model? No, that's not actually true. Do I really have to be 5'11"? Do I really have to be this? Do I really have to look like this? Do I really have to speak this way or do it this way or whatever to be able to have the life that I want? And the answer is no. A lot of these things have been placed upon us by society, by old old rules and regulations, and that they're not actually ultimately true. And so from there, we're then able to be like, well, if it's not true, then I can go for it. I can put myself out there and I can begin taking the steps every single day. And that's really what it's been is taking the steps every single day. And obviously you've probably seen this in my work and my Instagram is like doing the inner work. And that's what my coaching is really about is what part of us thinks that we're not good enough, we're not worthy, or we're not safe to be able to create this life that we want. That's amazing. I, I just, I'm sorry, I'm just getting so inspired listening to you. You're like firing me up even more so because <laughs> confidence is something that I've been really working on this year. And when you, like you were saying about if you're not tall enough, if you're not the right size, how did you, you asked, you said you asked yourself if those questions were true, but how did you come to the realization that you knew that you could do it regardless of what you, you thought? Was it just literally going and asking people and you realized it was a lot easier? Or how did you find this out? So honestly, I would say my husband's probably been the biggest component of this. Um, He started because he knew my desire to do this. Um, I even went through like the bodybuilding route because I thought that that's how I could become a model. I could be a fitness model because the regulations didn't feel like they met to those people. And so I started doing like bodybuilding shows and quickly realized that that actually wasn't true either that I, I needed to go this route to get to this end game. I could just have, be a model. And so my husband actually was the one who took most of my photos at home. Um, we would take them pretty much like every night and he really began posting them on my social media and ran my social media for the first little while. And just the momentum, it just built. And then people reaching out about sponsorships and, and to do actual photo shoots And that's really where the momentum began to build was him just like seeing it in me and seeing the desire and just be, we just started. We didn't have a special camera. We didn't have a special studio. We didn't have anything special. We just did it out of our home and began posting and sharing that with the world. That's kind of where it began. The fact that you've got such a an amazing supportive partner is lovely. And I think from what you were saying there, it's kind of... Are you saying to just explore? So if you know that you've got this, you've got this desire, this curiosity to try something new and to explore different avenues and you'll slowly start to sort of put it together piece by piece. Like you said, you tried bodybuilding and then realised that's not quite right. So if, if someone was to go into any kind of new career, if they just try different elements and you'll, you'll find your own path. But the, the point is to just try and see. Just do it. Put yourself out there, right? Like if you, I think the biggest thing is that we regret, like we always hear, you regret the decisions you don't make or the, yeah. the ways that you don't put yourself out there. But we don't regret the ways that we've tried, right? Like 
putting yourself out there, taking the steps every single day. And this is something I really tell my clients too, is like, how do you feel intuitively led to pursue this thing? Like, do you feel like posting on social media? Do you feel like going to an agency? Like, what do you feel intuitively led to do? Might feel scary, might feel insane, but like beginning to take those steps are so vital. It's so true. So moving on a little bit to sexuality and sort of in line with having, doing the modeling and having your photographs, how do you feel women's sexuality can be used to grow our confidence and our self-worth? Because what I notice is the vibe that comes through from your Instagram page is you have such a lovely natural confidence and I feel like they almost look like they go hand in hand. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. And thank you so much. Yeah, I remember doing my very first photo shoot and thinking to myself on my drive there how nervous I was. But I wondered if I would ever do nude photography because I'd brought like gym stuff to shoot in and some lingerie. And then the photographer was like, did you? And he was so kind, so gentle, so like loved him. He was like, do you desire to do any nude photos? And I was like, yes. It just like came so fast. And I think our intuition is just leads us to where we're supposed to be. Um, without our ego hopping in to be like, what are you doing? Um, but from that moment, I remember thinking, I want all women to feel this free, to be able to have photos of themselves that they love, that they enjoy, where they feel seen, where they get to be their core self, where they're just confident and sexy and powerful and open. And I want that for all women. And so I was like, I'm going to continue to do it for me and inspire other women to be able to do it for themselves in whatever way that may look. Maybe photo shoots like I do, or whatever it is that inspires you to be open, to be sexy, to be powerful, that's what I want for all women. That's what I actually feel, I I would love to do your courses down the line, but I do feel that already just from your Instagram alone, that has helped me to relax and post selfies, because I used to do them, and then I used to cringe or worry that people would think I was vain or think this, and it's a real mental battle, and... I talk about that a lot, actually, how society has made us wrong for wanting to be seen, especially feminine beings. Yes. That it's wrong for us to be sexier. It's wrong for us to want to be seen or wrong for us to want attention. And I always ask, why? Why is it so wrong? Because I really believe in our core innate inside of us that we desire to be seen. And I, I feel like it's just something of who we are and how we were created Um, but we've been made to feel wrong for it. And so that's also part of my work is that there's nothing wrong with being seen or wanting to post a selfie or wanting to be sexy or or any of it. Like, it's just what we get and how we get to, like, really be free in the world. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think a lot of that comes down to things like to do with the patriarchy and stuff. And as women, we are so conflicted. It's like you said, we get that intuition, we get that nudge, but then we feel we have to suppress it. And Mm -hmm. I think that our sexuality and sharing images of ourselves is actually such a big part of this because there are so many angles that you can come at this from. And so you teach this course, this Sexpress You course, which means whether you want to be a model or just take selfies, it's to give women that confidence to know how to take those photos. And how do you feel we can use taking selfies or getting photographs to boost our confidence and our feminine side in a positive way? Yeah, so I use taking selfies and doing photo shoots as a way of connecting with myself. Okay. Um, again, whether it's that it's at a professional shoot or it's just in my bedroom and it's me behind the camera. 
Um, it doesn't have to be something specific, but I think when we feel confident and when we feel sexy and when, when we feel powerful, we take that energy into the world and we spread it into other areas, whether it's family or friends or clients or work or wherever you're going. But you taking that time to really connect with yourself and build that energy, we can then share it with the world. And I think that's something of how we were created and how we're supposed to kind of go into the world as this filled up version of ourselves to then share it with others. I love that. I can, uh, yeah, I completely agree. Sorry, yeah, just, I, I feel so, the way that you speak, I, it makes me feel really passionate and really excited just about being a woman because it's like, it's so true. It and so true. <laughs> you work with women in a variety of ways. So in different mm-hmm. types of coaching, is there a particular area that you notice women want support with more so than other areas? Is it, is it their confidence? Is it self-worth? So I, I find my like number one program is teaching women how to connect to their core feminine energy. And I find that that program always does so well because so many of us women we feel lost we feel disconnected it's it's the old teacher me right the one who was feeling anxious feeling depressed feeling disconnected feeling like she doesn't know her purpose or her mission or or what she even likes and desires and i find that that course really brings people back to their safety their worthiness their enoughness and then allows them to build and connect with the power within inside of them to then create the life that they want externally, whether it's the relationship or the business or the children or whatever it is that you wanna create, you having that power and connection with yourself allows you the, the confidence and the energy to then go forward and do it and allow yourself to receive it. Cause a lot of times it can be right there and we are just like, ooh, that's a different form than I thought it was gonna come in. And so we don't even receive what we actually asked for. Yes, it's so true. I've been thinking a lot about what you said at the beginning when we first started talking about how supportive your husband was and is, Mm -hmm. obviously. And moving on to sort of relationships and family life now, because you're very happily married, you're a mother of four. What advice would you give to women who maybe don't have such a supportive partner? Because as you said, if it wasn't for your husband, you may have ended up staying teaching and Mm -hmm. and just carrying on on this completely different path that was not right for you. But yeah. There are a lot of people out there whose partners fear that kind of change or fear that kind of Mm -hmm. career path. So what would you say to them if they need that bit of extra support because they're not getting it at home? Totally. And it's understandable. So a couple of things is like having a support system around you that really allows you to continue to build, whether it is coaching or like coaching groups or friends or family who, who understand your mission Um, and what you desire, and then really beginning with those conversations and keeping it as an open dialogue. There, There were times when, like, my husband would bring things to me, and I'm like, yes, I'm supportive, but I'm nervous, or I'm nervous for change. And it's an understandable human response. It's continuing to have that dialogue, continuing to understand yourself, Um, Because the more that we can even understand ourselves and what it is that we want, what it is we desire, what it is that we're after can really help us to to have a powerful conversation with our partner because then they know what to expect. They know what we're getting into. They know that there's safety there. They know that all the different components of it, when we can really connect with ourselves, continue to have those open dialogues Um, and having those support groups that will support you, that will inspire you to keep going. Um, Because we all have moments where we're like, I don't know if this is going to work. And so having those different support groups, having open conversations, I think are the great starting place. 
Would you say that if a woman went to her partner and maybe he wasn't okay with the change or was struggling with it, but if she, I think confidence could help, you know, if you can go in calmly and confidently, it changes the tone of the communication, would you say? Absolutely. I think how we approach things, this is a huge part of my course too, is communication. How we approach and communicate communicate things is very... kind of depends on how the conversation goes. Like if you show up as like scared, timid, unsure of yourself, most likely going to get turned down no matter what it is. Even if you're like, I really am thinking I want a candy bar today. Um, That energy is like, like a child, right? Like you're like, well, do you want me to parent you? Like, no, you can't have the candy bar. Um, But if you show up and you're like, I, I'm having a candy bar today because I'm just like, I just want it. I can just taste it already. Like, I'm so excited about it. You, your partner would be like, great, great. Get that candy bar, right? Yes. And so it's, it really is about how you show up to it. And that's where the, like, coming home to yourself, knowing what it is you want, knowing what it is that you want to, how you want to feel. What does this look like for your relationship? Like, when you sit down and journal out those things and really understand yourselves, then we can come to our partner confident, powerful, knowing what it looks like, knowing how it feels like, how's this going to impact both of us, right? It, it You show up as a powerful woman versus showing up as like a timid child. Yes. And that's where the coaching work that you do is so important because if you aren't getting that support in your friends or family unit to go mm-hmm. to somebody that can help you that can encourage you and get you to where you want to be in a short space of time will give you that confidence to then go back to the people who need more convincing or maybe need more time mm-hmm. to get their heads around the change mm-hmm. and I think that's where coaching is so beneficial and going back Absolutely. to the relationship with your husband again you you've made it clear in the beginning that just how much if you're not following your desire as a woman how much that can impact your relationship as well as your own life how would you say that working and doing the work that you do now how has that enhanced your relationship with your husband nick oh it's been it's been everything um like i said it was really disconnected i really operated from a very masculine cord place where it's very hard. I wasn't open. I was low self-confidence. I didn't feel like I was worthy or good enough. I didn't feel like I was smart enough. And you don't really realize how much those have an impact on every area of your life until you really start to look at it. And so doing the inner work has allowed me to look at all these different things. And really, like I said at the beginning is like, is it ultimately true? I was held back in first grade. Um, And so I created this belief that I wasn't smart enough. And so being able to look at, was that ultimately true that I wasn't smart enough because I was held back in first grade? No, that's that's crazy, right? But we get to go back and nurture our little, that little child that was us in first grade, right? And, and visualize them and see them and love them and show them that just because you didn't thrive and nourish, like do so great in first grade doesn't mean that you're not smart enough now. And so really going back and healing and doing this inner work, connecting to my feminine core has allowed me to show up in our relationship, in our marriage, in the world, in everything as a powerful woman so that my husband has a partner and a wife, not a child that he's kind of trying to like coax along to come along on the journey. It's very easy, isn't it? When you are in a secure relationship, especially if you are married, if you are going through something where you are getting a bit down or a bit frustrated, you can take your partner for granted. 
and you can almost just think they can carry you because you're like well you know what they're supposed to till death do us part they're supposed to carry us till the end and if if you can't figure out what's going on with you you can maybe expect a bit too much from your partner like you said to to almost parent you rather than be your partner and there is a very big difference there a huge huge difference and it's it's not a win for anybody for for somebody to operate there and so I think it's really part of our work at, is being able to continue to show up as your best self. It's, I think the death do us part is, is beautiful. I think we can also take it as, well, now that's done and now I can just kind of let myself go. And not just physical, because that obviously gets a, a reputation too <laughs> that we get married and then we just let it all go. But, but it's still a, that we get to continue to grow and take care of ourselves and do the inner work and heal and be the best partner, not to just let that all go. Yes. And again, I think it's very much a lot of society that we think that that is normal, that we expect. Mm-hmm. We just, ex- I don't think we, there's, it comes from a bad place if we expect a partner to be a bit more supportive or care. I think it's sure. kind of shown that that's, and, and it's really having to change our own narratives and that can take some time to adapt mm-hmm. to. And I think through everything that we've spoken about today, what top three ways would you say you tune into your feminine power to really get you feeling that best version of yourself? Yeah, so... I call these my my non-negotiables and so one connection with God or higher power because if we feel like we're alone or that we have to do it all or that we're unsafe in any way it makes connecting to our feminine energy very difficult Um, safety being the number one thing for a feminine being is that if we know that we are safe then we can show up in the world powerful and so that being like first and foremost connection with God, whether it's prayer. I also feel like I really connect with God at the gym. Um, and so the gym, connection with God, and then also wearing lingerie, which I, we kind of tapped into this too with the like feeling confident and powerful. When I tap into that with the lingerie and I feel sexy and I feel powerful and I feel hot and I'm just like allowing that energy within myself to rise, I can connect to that that femininity, that openness, that ability to then share that energy with the world. So I would say probably the gym, laundry and connection with God would be my top three. Amazing. And it's so interesting you said that because literally last night I ordered myself some lingerie and I'm, I've been single for about a year now, but I was in an 11 year relationship. So I'm still learning just to do things for myself. And you're so right. I put on this, like a, it was like a, a lingerie dress thing. It's something I've never had before. And my mood shifted instantly. Really? And I, I did it for that. myself. And it's so, it's so true. And you don't, again, I think we assume that lingerie is maybe for a partner or for somebody else, but it really isn't. You should do it for yourself. And that changes mm-hmm. everything then. And it's just an added bonus if you have a partner or if you have someone to go and share it with, but really doing Absolutely. it for you. Absolutely. I think all of this is about doing it for yourself first. Because who can we really show up for if we're, if we're depleted and we're empty and we don't have the energy or the bandwidth to give to others? It really comes down to doing it for ourselves first is everything. Exactly. What is the one thing that you would tell your 18-year-old self? Because you've had such an amazing journey so far. What would you love your 18-year-old self to know? I would love her to know to pursue what makes her happy. I think I went so many years, including college, 
in pursuing what I thought was going to make me successful, what I thought would get me love and attention. And I've spent all this time trying to figure out, like, who is it that I am actually? And I would tell her to pursue the things that bring you joy, the things that you love, that excite you, that that bring forward that energy and to to make that my sole purpose. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for my talking pleasure. with me today. I've I've learned so much. You've made me feel really excited to be a woman. That's the only way I can describe it. It's like the freedom Yay, that you've created. That. So thank you. How can How can we find you on social media? Um, I am Courtney Tilia with two L's in the last name um, on, I think, all social media. Okay. Facebook, Instagram, um, websites, CourtneyTilia.com. Perfect. And I will also put a link to your website and Instagram in the description of this episode so you can find all the information there. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.